0: Morning, God's wonderful people. Here we are, another day to give God thanks, to bless his name, and to glorify him. Here is another day that he has given, another day in which you should display the wonders of his creation. You, his creation, should display the wonders of God, the wonders of how he has created you, the beauties of what he has done in creating you. You are a wonder that God has created. He looked at you when you were created and said, Behold, it's very good. Therefore, it is your duty. It is your duty to show forth God today. Display God in your talk today. Display God in your walk. Display God in your behavior. Display God in what you do today. Display in every single thing you do today and make the name of God declared through your life in your words and in your actions. Be all you can be for God today and make sure that today. a A student at the Bible school in the Philippines became disturbed over the condition of the men's restrooms, since they always seemed to be neglected in the cleaning routine. When nothing was done to eliminate the filth, he took matters into his own hands and complained to the principal of the school. A little while later, the student noticed that the problem was being corrected. But he saw with amazement that the man with the mop and pail in hand was the principal himself. Later the student commented, I thought that he would call a janitor, but he cleaned the toilets himself. It was a major lesson to me on being a servant. And of course, it raised a question in my own mind as to why I hadn't taken care of the problem myself. This should be our daily action. This should be what we do every day. It should be natural happening amongst us. Jesus did it as an object lesson when he washed his disciples' feet, demonstrating to his disciples that this is how I want you to be. This is how I want you to relate to each other. You must serve each other. This is what he meant for us to be doing every single day, not just incidentally throughout our lives. This should be our ever present attitude. Today we want to take a look back at what we have gone through in this section of our study on Galatians chapter 5 from verse 13 to 26. We have been looking at liberty to serve by love. And as we bring a summary bring this to a summary summary close We want to look at what we have learned and what we need to take from this. Bring our focus to the important points of this discourse. And here we want to look at what serving look like. What serving each other looks like. Because we have been liberated to serve each other, but we have to know what this liberty looks like. If we don't know what it looks like then we are going to have a problem demonstrating and living that throughout our lives we must know what serving others look like here we have seen that we have been liberated set free to serve this somewhat might sound like a continuation of slavery in other words You have been liberated from slavery, but yet you still have to serve. We have to first understand what's the problem with slavery. One of the key problems with slavery is not the act of serving another. The problem with slavery is the subversion of a man's freedom to choose. It's the subversion of man's will, or the subverting of man's will. That is what is wrong with slavery. It is where one man subverts the will of another. And con and, and compels him to serve him you are you are compelled to serve because your will is subverted. That's what's wrong with slavery. Now Paul says, you have been liberated from that to serve one another by love, not by constraint, not by compulsion, but by love. as a slave, you are compelled to serve and you are obligated to serve because you have a whip or a battering stick over you that is a compulsion that you had to serve but now you've been liberated from that life and now you are supposed to serve not by this compulsion but by love and so that is the contrast in the picture paul is painting here by this one statement saying to us that we have been liberated to serve by love and so by love we must serve so as we have said before that this chapter of galatians galatians chapter 5 that we have seen here that in each of the indicative imperative statements that paul makes in that structure sta- structured statement we have the imperative given in two parts, a negative imperative and a positive imperative. And here we, are, we have looked at the negative imperative, which says to us that we must not use our liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So that's a positive imperative, by love serve one another. And we have looked at both sides and we have seen that we are not supposed to use our liberty as an occasion for the flesh to be made manifest or the works of the flesh to be made manifest we are not supposed to be using our liberty to manifest the works of the flesh but instead we should be using our liberty to manifest the fruits of the spirit by love serve one another now as we have looked at this love being the reason for serving each other we have to understand here that serving someone doesn't mean that the person treats you as a slave and even if they do treat you like a slave serving the individual is what you do as serving god in other words you are serving them as unto the lord you're not serving them because you want credit or because you want to be seen or because you want to be lifted up on on a pedestal you are serving because you're doing it as unto the lord serving others friends is you giving your time for the betterment of the other dear moody once said the measure of a man is not how many servants he has but how many men he serves Back in the old days of Abraham and these patriarchs, and even later on than than that, a man's wealth was determined by the things he possessed. And today, men's wealth are determined by that same way. But in those days, the amount of servants you have is a depiction of how wealthy you are. Because if you have one servant, then that's, um, that's how many servants you can afford. But if you have hundreds of servants, you must be a wealthy man to be maintaining so many servants. In other words, you come to a man's house and he has one helper, he' is doing fairly okay, mid class. But if you comes to a man, if you come to a man's house and he has 700 servants on his estate you are going to know that you are in the place of a wealthy man because of how many servants he has. But here D.L. Mood is letting us know the measure, the true measure of a man is not how many servants he has, but how many men he serves. That's a picture of what true value is. Your true value is is not in what you possess, but in how you are, in who you are. And how you are to others. That's where your true value lies. How many men are you serving? How many persons are you serving? Now, catch this picture. If there is a group that has 10 persons in the group, and each person is serving everybody else, so member number one serves the remaining nine, member number two does the same thing, serve the remaining nine. How many times would each person be served? Uh, How many persons would be serving each person? It means that each person will will be served by nine others. In other words, nine persons are looking out for your interests. So anytime you come upon a problem, you have nine persons who are standing with you in solving that problem. That, my friend, is a picture of liberty to serve by love. That is a true picture of serving each other that Paul talks about and that the Bible tells us about and that God wants us to have. Can you imagine being in a a church of 500 members and each person is serving each other? They're serving everybody else. Can you imagine you having a problem and 499 people are working to solve your problem? Tell me who in that grouping would be poor. Tell me who in that group would be less fortunate. Who in that group would feel like they don't belong. These issues we are having in church where people are part of a church body and yet they feel like they don't belong. It means we are not serving each other by love. If we are serving each other by love, then it means that nobody would be left behind. Because we are serving each other. Each man serving the others. Each man serving the others. And when that happens, it means that each person will be served by all the others. That is the true picture of what it means to be a part of the family of God, of being a part of the body of Christ, where everybody else works to the advancement of this person. In other words, each of us are serving all others, but in truth and in fact, the reverse side of that picture is that everybody else is working to serve you but you're not sitting on a pedestal or on a throne and having them serve you you are serving everybody else and by virtue of you serving all 499 members in a 500 member church because of you serving all 499 when that happens if each person is doing that it means that each person is being served by 499 other people Now this is what we really want. This is the sort of picture we want in the church but we are trying to achieve it by getting others to look out for us. We are trying to achieve it by compelling or beckoning, calling on others to do it for us. But the Bible says we are supposed to do it for all of them. That's the true picture of what serving looks like. I'm not looking out for my interests. I'm looking out for your interests. In Romans chapter 12, there is given there a list that Paul gives. Paul gives a list there. And I call this list the 23 one to another. 23 relational behavior that the believer should have. So that's why I call them 23 one to another. The first one, let love be without dissimulation. In other words, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without pretense. Let love be without the showboating. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Be kindly affection one to another. In honor, preferring one another. That's serving each other. Preferring one, I prefer you over me. So when I get something, I'm looking for the best one to give to you. I give you the best of what I have. That's preferring one another. Not slothful in business, not slack-handed, not slothful, not lazy, but disciplined in your business dealings. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, wait for your change. Continuing instant in prayer, praying for each other one man praying for the remaining 499 it means that every time you have 499 people praying for you if you pray for the 499 if each man pray for the 499 each man will have 499 people praying for them distributing to the necessity of saints giving to the saints and their necessity benevolence friends nobody will be poor because he has 499 people giving to his necessity because he is giving to the necessity of 499 given to hospitality treating people with care love and concern given to hospitality bless them which persecute you even in the bad times bless those who persecute you because guess what those who are part of the body of Christ, they will persecute you sometimes, you know. Because remember this, Peter spent three years at the feet of Jesus, learning from him. And yet when the, the soldiers from the high priest House came for Jesus, Peter cut off Malchus' ears. The Christian Peter cut off Malchus' ears. And Malchus, when Peter came to the high priest's house, Malchus was that person, one of those persons who said to Peter, you were, were, were with him. And Peter denied. The thing is, Peter was now in Malchus' turf. Malchus to take revenge, but Malchus forgave Peter. he forget about it. So don't hold it against your brother. Forget it. Paul continues and he says, Rejoice. With them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Oh, this is something that we must always hold for friends. Mind not high things, meaning don't mind the status. Don't strive to be the one sitting on the high seat, but condescend it me condescend means to associate associate with men of low estate that doesn't mean you're going to associate with men who have no self-esteem no it is saying you are going to associate with the men who are humble low estate humble humility so associate with those who are humble not with those who are high-minded who want to be on the high seat and want to be in leadership and want to be in power don't associate those people be not wise in your own conceits Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Dearly beloved, don't avenge yourselves. Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Here, friends, you have the picture of what serving each other looks like. These as the, the ways we're supposed to be treating each other. But I want you to hold this in your mind and heart that we treat each other with love, by love preferring each other, by love serving each other. This is the picture I want you to have in your mind, that I am responsible, and I because I love my brothers and sisters, I'm going to serve them. I'm going to serve all of them. So I serve all the others for God. This is what it means to serve each other. And when Paul says you have been liberated to serve, that is what he's talking about. Serving each other by love. Take time out, my friends, to be in service to your brothers and sisters. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Are you serving the other? Are you serving your brothers and sisters? We have shown you what serving others look like. I've shown you what serving others entail. Now it is your chance to go out and begin that work of serving each other serving others serving others is what you're called to do that's why you've been liberated from the slavery you were a slave to sin you couldn't help but sin sin had you under its grip sin had you under its hand and God brought you out of sin into his freedom for the purpose of you serving others that is your job do it with fervency do it with enthusiasm do it passionately because this is what you're called to do this is the task that god has called you to let's do it with fervency and passion let's do it with love loving father we give you thanks today we thank you for your goodness your mercies we thank you O god for your love we thank you that your love has been shed abroad in our hearts by your holy spirit now we ask you lord to let this love shine out from us And touch others let this love be the compulsion by which we serve others let this love cause us to rise in hope and rise in faith and to bless others to bless our brothers and sisters and to be a blessing to them Lord in love let us prefer each other above ourselves and let us not be selfish in our endeavors, neither, Father, let us be boastful or high-minded in our dealings. But Father, help us to remain humble as we serve others and serve them with pride and serve them with dignity and serving them by love. Have your way in our lives, Father, and help us, Father, to be that what you have called us to be, that light for you in this earth. We give you thanks, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now my friends and do remember that God loves you and I do too.